Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast, here for another edition of Pod Talk Jam and Break. We are here recapping the Midway Point, episode six of season two of High School Musical, the musical, the series, and I am the Brazilian Dragon himself. I, I guess I'm the beast to this person's rose. Uh, it is Maddie Fresh. Oh, wait, I didn't introduce myself. I'm <laughs> It's been a day. And I'm with Maddie Fresh, 24, a Twitter legend, a survivor person with good taste, an all-around icon. Maddie G, how are you doing? I am doing very well. Very happy to be here talking about one of my favorite shows, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yes. Uh, Caitlin is not feeling well, but she will be back. I don't know if she's going to be back next week because I think she's on vacation, but she'll be back eventually. Um, yes, but I am, I am the unofficial co-host now. You thought I was going to be a guest, but I have usurped that role. Yes, like like those in Survivor Nicaragua, someone quit so Maddie could flourish. That's right. One yes. of the best one of the best Survivor seasons of all time. Glad you're referencing it. Yes, I, I know my I know my audience. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, what's your High School Musical backstory as a franchise? Okay, so High School Musical, that means we have to go all the way back to 2006 when the first one premiered. And I, like any Disney-loving, I guess, middle schooler at the time, yeah, sixth grade, uh, was getting ready to watch it. You know, it was advertised a lot back in the day, and I watched it and loved it, of course. Um, And I probably watched it a few more times that weekend because I believe they just kept playing it. I knew this was a cultural moment when I went back to school and, you know, all the all the girls in my classes were doing the dance moves. And then um, and then the very next year, High School Musical 2 came out and I was very excited. And as you know, I uh, did not love it as much as the first one. And I was so enraged by it that I didn't even watch Phineas and Ferb that came after causing a uh, causing a bit of a cultural cultural reset there. I, yes, you <laughs> divided the line between millennials and Gen Z. That is what started Gen Z. So by the time High School Musical 3 rolled around, I could not really justify going to see it in theaters. So I just never did, but uh, would still watch High School Musical, the first one, whenever it came on. But uh, don't worry. By the time I got to college, I made sure I had watched the third one, uh, watched it with a couple of friends, um, and has, have rewatched the trilogy several times since then. Most recently, I believe uh, only three weeks ago, I rewatched the uh, rewatched the trilogy. And I got to say, a lot higher on the second one now. The second one, it, it's, a, it's a very funny movie. The, the plot may not make a lot of sense, but there's a lot of laughs in that movie. Very, very big fan. I really undersold it. We love that evolution and that you finally have gotten some better taste in yes it. a real a real full circle moment for me i believe the first one you watched with Chappelle and matt Ligori is that correct? yes also recently like a week yes. before i i rewatched the entire trilogy i watched the first one with uh matt Ligori and Chappelle and a few other people scally popped in uh austin aman i think that's everyone and uh it was a good time it was Chappelle's first time watching and he had some some great takes some great comments and it was very fun experience Yes, uh, it, hopefully one day he'll watch the second one, if only to see the baseball scene. Yeah, yes, that is a must-watch for anyone. It is a cultural moment. That might have been the scene that, was that the scene that angered you the most? Do you remember what caused you to step away? I don't know. I probably liked it because I, I, I've always liked baseball, so that that 
maybe I, I maybe I got mad that uh, they weren't playing baseball right, but I, I don't think I don't think that was it. I don't I don't know. I really don't know exactly what it was. I don't know what I was expecting, but it, for whatever reason, it didn't meet my expectations. I'm so curious. Is like if you ever remember what it was that like injured you so much, you need to let us know. But so, what is your experience with the show that came out for the first season like a year and a half ago at this point? Were you a day one fan, or did you watch later? Or yeah, I think I was pretty much day one i remember you know disney plus dropping and i didn't have it but then i heard about the high school musical series coming out and i am always going to be a sucker for high school musical nostalgia which is you know what this show is advertising so um i really wanted to to watch but i didn't want to pay for disney plus but luckily um i believe my brother got an account and so i just used his and the only reason I really wanted to watch it was because of High School Musical. So I watched it, watched it every week. Even uh, when my brother canceled his account, I made my cousin get an account so that I could use her account. And still as long as you're not, not using your own account. <laughs> exactly. Still continue not paying. And I watched the first season, loved it, um, listened to the soundtrack a million times. It's enough to get me into... Uh, Olivia Rodrigo's top 5% of Spotify listeners before she even hit it big. So that's my claim to fame. I was with her. I was with her from, uh, from day one from high school musical. Um, not since bizarre Vark though. I don't yeah. think there are, I don't think she had a lot of bops on that show anyway. So, I mean, um, when she has to share the stage with one of the Paul brothers, you don't want yeah, to associate her with her at that moment. Maybe, maybe to be a, a true O-Rod completionist, I'll go back and binge bizarre Vark. <laughs> honestly you can have your own episode of the podcast i don't know if I'm you, but you, can, you can talk about it but yeah i really liked it and then when uh when the second season dropped i rewatched the first season to get ready for it and then uh and here we are and here we are uh so before we get into the episode proper do you have like a favorite character from like the whole show including this these last few episodes or like a season one favorite uh right. and then as a as a soundtrack stand what's your favorite song original song okay so original song that is uh, i'll answer that one first because it's easier for me and uh much like the great michael j clark last week it's wondering and it's not really close i don't know that that music the first time i heard it i just loved it and it uh made its way into like i think my my uh, end of year spotify playlist it was in the top 10 so i do listen to that a lot i've learned all the words i've learned to play it on the only instrument i know how to play which is the ukulele and I, uh, you can find me singing it any, anytime I have free time. So that definitely my favorite. Um, and as for characters, it's tough because I like a lot of them. Uh, for the first season, I was uh, very invested in the, uh, in the, in the Nini, Ricky, uh, you know, romance of it all. So they, they really jumped out as me at, to me as early, early favorites. Obviously, Olivia Rodrigo was a star from the beginning. And so I was, I was obsessed with this 16 year old or, how, or however old she was during the first season. And then obviously, I, you know, I, I, in these uh, teen shows, I usually don't like the adults, but I've been standing Miss Jen from the beginning as well. So those are my uh, season one favorites. And then as far as season two goes, um, don't care so much for Ricky anymore. I, you guys are really hard on Ricky. I, I'm not, I, I'm probably not as hard with you guys, but uh, it just feels like, um, this is very much the Ricky show this season and he's just not as, I, I just don't like him as much yeah. this season as he did last year. I don't know if that's his character or if because I've some consciously chosen sides in the whole Olivia Rodrigo, Joshua Bassett thing. And I just don't like Joshua Bassett as much, but so I, I'm not as high on him anymore. And obviously I, I've also heard you guys uh, singing the praises of Sophia Wiley every week, which is great because I don't know where I was first season. She was not one of my favorites. As I just said, uh, she was just kind of there for me. Like I didn't hate her by any means, but this, this season, for whatever reason, I just care so much about her. I just want her to be happy. I want her to succeed. Uh, in any other cast that didn't include Olivia Rodrigo, Sophia Wiley would be the most talented person uh, by far. And I, I don't know, I've just loved watching her journey. My heart breaks when I see her sad. And so uh, definitely a big, a big Gina person in the second yeah. season. Like you, I don't, I think Gina like was a favorite of mine, but like not as much as I've fallen in love with her this season. Like, I just think she's, mm -hmm really talented and As, like yeah it, sorry go on I, oh no I was just gonna say that I, I was surprised like she was more in the background in the first season and mm -hmm. like, she's getting a lot more uh opportunities in this season um and I think my theory that finally crystallized for me yesterday why 
Ricky sucks this season is that I don't know if it's like a producer thing that they like wrote him to be worse because like of the whole drama at this point. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, that that's a theory that I had. <laughs> maybe it's conspiracy theory, but maybe the producers made him out to be like a worse character and less likable. Right. Like at this point in the series, because do we know when the timeline was of like what episode? Like, I don't know when it was. According to my cousin, they like uh, Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett split up during when they broke for like COVID. Like, okay. so I don't know what episode that was, but I've been trying to look for uh, subtle hints in the in the chemistry between them to see if I could pick up on it. So, I I have to think it was like an earlier episode because mm -hmm. the storm feels very like COVID. The, I agree. The one. Um, and then someone who is in the Post Show Recaps Discord, Jared, who knows that I watch the show, he was like, do you think that it's because, uh, like, that he said that he knows there's, like, a lot of scenes that they're not together and they're right. noticeably separated from each other. Like, Nini was in the restaurant the whole time mm -hmm. and, like, you could probably film some of the cell phone scenes not right. together honestly good good for olivia rodrigo getting her paycheck paycheck this week while not moving from a pizza place honestly that's a, that's a life goal <laughs> that is the dream that is yeah the dream. um but that, so yeah i've been I've, yeah i've been trying to figure out what happened and probably you're right already has i imagine they broke after a, a few episodes but yeah just to go back to gina as far as i'm concerned she's really just like saving the season for me because i'm yeah. definitely not nearly as high on this season as i was the last season like the first season i definitely looked forward to rewatching and wanted to rewatch a couple times this one don't know if i'm gonna do the same unless the second half is you know uh, a lot better than the first but i definitely not hating it by any means still still a, still looking forward to fridays it's a favorite but uh you know besides besides gina I, i'm not i'm not like uh the, I, I don't the i don't want to say the magic is gone but it's just it's not the same as the first season no i definitely feel that um i don't know if it's for you like is High School Musical a factor for it? Or is it just like the characters aren't doing it? Like, I'm... So, yeah, I, I know, I, I think I uh, I think you said that you were glad they were kind of moving away from High School Musical. I don't feel the same way. Like, I, it's going to be fine as long as the, the characters are good and the cast stays, you know, as iconic as they are. But um, for me, a big part of watching it was, like I said, the High School Musical nostalgia factor. Yeah. And I, it to me, I thought that was the point of the show. And I thought they were really leaning into that in the first season. And I thought that, you know, when they started singing a High School Musical 2 medley in, in the first episode, like, like they really got me there. I thought High School Musical 2 was going to be the thing. Oh, they had a perfect setup for three seasons. And then if they wanted to move on after that, you know, they could figure something out. But so I was disappointed, at, at least for me, I don't care about Beauty and the Beast. I find it very boring. I don't like, I, I don't care about the songs. I don't care about the, the, uh, the, the movie. It, I've, I don't think I've, ever seen the musical but as far as the movie goes that's i don't want to go on the tangent of beauty and the beast but yeah. it's just not really doing it for me so that definitely factors a little bit but then also like i don't know just, just like i said it, it's kind of turn well a big factor was olivia rodrigo kind of being um away from the rest of the cast for the first uh few episodes so that i didn't really love i'm happy now that yeah. she's reunited with them um it turning into the Ricky show a little bit where I, I don't really enjoy Ricky as much as I did. And yeah, I guess those are just the main factors. I, I mean, there's still plenty of time to, you know, get, yeah. get me back on board and having me loving it as much as I did the first season, but. Hopefully the second half picks up. Yeah. The first season, like, well, I've enjoyed moments and I actually really enjoyed the the last episode that we had. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I've listened to the climb multiple times mm, in the last yes. week. Yes. I, I love I love Seb too. Seb yeah. is uh, Seb's well, adorable. I think that's probably my favorite part of the second season that we're getting more Seb because the first season yes. he was like very not there, or yes. if he was, it was like we he, they didn't know what to do with him. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's something's off about the season. I don't know if it's like the writing, if it was like the COVID production, like maybe they were like trying to. But I I agree with you. Like the first season, there were some episodes. Like the first episode of the show, I didn't vibe with as much but like the second episode I think they finally got it but this uh, this season is like not the same and I think it's also like a big Ricky factor is like mm -hmm. like because I don't really care about Ricky right and you know we could we could write off like even if this season doesn't stick the landing either we could just write it off as we could just blame it on COVID and say yeah. that whatever happened it was COVID's fault and they'll bounce back in the next season exactly yeah um that said should we talk about this episode yes and absolutely we should yeah, so um, let's just talk about it in terms of, like, stories, because there's not a ton of, like, beat-by-beat beat stuff that we need to focus on. We can, like, kind of do it by storylines again. Mm -hmm. uh, so we left off the last episode where North High 
announces that they're going to have wolves in their show of Beauty and the Beast. And then we start off this episode with like this very high produced Instagram trailer for Beauty and the Beast by North High with featuring Lily and this French exchange student that I did not write down the name of uh, as Lumiere. So uh, what did you think of Lily? I feel like you are into her as a character, even though like you might, she's not like a rootable character. Like she's a fun villain. I, I think she is a very fun villain. I do love, I wasn't, wasn't sure about her when she first burst onto the scene, but I, I do love her. Um, to jump ahead a little in the episode when they're on their espionage mission and she's wearing sunglasses. And I, I just, I, I have to stand that kind of behavior. It's, it's iconic espionage. I think the, the, uh, the dynamic with her and the, I don't know what the French guy's name is, but with the French guy is going to be very fun. I just looked it up, Anton. Great. Her and Anton's going to be great. It's like a Sharpay and a, a, like a French Ryan. So yeah. I'm very excited to see that play out. But yes, I, I love Lily. This, this trailer uh, or whatever this video that they produced had had them all bent out of shape, especially Ashlyn. They were shook. Yeah, Ashlyn. So her storyline is she, we talked about it. I think it was the Valentine's Day episode where she was very insecure about being Belle because she's not like a stereotypical Belle. And then seeing Lily in the same role like kind of brings back those feelings and she's in a very crabby mood um, throughout the episode. Like understandable, she's like stressed out. Um, but then she takes it out on Gina later. But how have you felt about like Ashlyn this season as her like being cast as Belle and her storylines and her even we can talk about Big Red in this moment because we don't Mm -hmm. really have a ton to say about Big Red this episode yeah um Ashlyn is is good she's you know I I like her she's not my favorite but um I'm definitely happy that she was cast to play Belle you know happy it wasn't like the new girl Lily when she was with them or you know Olivia Rodrigo even though she wasn't trying out back back when they were casting it you know very good to have a uh, someone who maybe you wouldn't expect to be Belle in that role um, makes for, you know, the, the interesting story where she, you know, is kind of freaking out about playing Belle. So definitely rooting for her in that aspect. Love the relationship between her and Big Red. They're a, they're a nice, cute little redheaded couple. Um, love, love Big Red. Um, he's, he's, definitely, he's definitely one of my favorites um, in the first season. And I guess in this season too, but um, I, I think I, I just want, I want a little bit more of him really to, Yeah. to, uh, to really appreciate him. Besides the Valentine's day episode, we haven't really like seen much of him in the last few episodes. Yeah. So, pro- I mean, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't have, like, he doesn't really have that many songs at all. I guess maybe he's not as strong as a singer as some of the other cast yeah. members. So he doesn't get that much to do, you know, with the, music aspect but let's let's get some more uh, tap dancing numbers in there right like use your talent when you have it like especially unique talents exactly um, but we get ashlyn throughout the episode uh it not just ashlyn is shaken up everyone is shaken up um so miss jen has nini as the rose now um uh, like a, uh making the rose an actual character and having this like weird relationship with the beast that I don't know if it's it's a, like a romantic relationship that he had with the beast because there's a whole duet between them that she wants to write but that's that's nini's new role and i'm glad she wasn't like okay ashley you're not going to be bell anymore let's just give it to nini i like the fact that nini's going to no, be yeah. like a background role because I, I, I don't think nini would have let that happen anyway i don't yeah. think she would have wanted to stomp on ashlyn's moment there there was a moment where ricky was taking credit for it and then nini called it out do you think mm-hmm. that's going to come back and like or is it just like a throwaway line I don't know. That's a good point. I didn't really think of it. It would be, it is kind of weird that they just kind of like throw, have a throwaway line there, but yeah. also, I don't know. I think it might be just like a little contrived for that to like come back and for them to like yeah. argue it over when they're already dealing with like other bullshit. I think, I think Rini is gonna not make it through the season. I, um, I think, I think you're right about that. And honestly, I'm not mad at that. Uh, but I think, and which needs- is surprising because I rooted for them so much in the first season. I was right? so happy in that finale. I think Ricky needs some time to be single and like really learn about himself. Yeah, that's, I, that's my thought. I, I suggest um, that for him as well. Yeah. Uh, so Ms. Jen decides that while Nini goes and writes the song, everyone else is going to work on improv games, but they're not going to do regular improv, they're going to be in character the whole weekend. Are we, you were a theater kid, right? Or I was a uh, 
late late converted theater kid. I wasn't in high school or even through most of college. I did one year of grad school and because I, I was always friends in college. I was friends with all the theater kids, but didn't do it myself. Um, and then in my last year, the one year I did in grad school, my friend was directing and he just kind of, I say he tricked me, but it wasn't much of a trick. He kind of just like heavily persuaded me, said, you know, just, 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 uh, just try out. And then if you don't like it, you can always quit. I I've already, I've already cast you in the role. So you kind of have to try, <laughs> try out. So I tried out. He's, and I'm like, I, I, I don't, it's like, listen, you don't even have to come to callbacks. This is, this is your role. You, you've got it. You don't just show up to a few rehearsals. If you don't like it, you can quit. And then I, he just kept doing that until I just didn't quit. And then it was a lot of fun. And I wish I would have done, uh, you know, more musicals earlier. Were you typecast in a specific role? Like, did he like have a role? And then he was like, oh, you know, who'd be good at this Matt. And then he like, wrote you in and was then tried to persuade you or yeah pretty much um it i i don't know if you're familiar with the uh musical the drowsy chaperone but it's a it's it's a fun one and there's these gangster one and two and they're kind of these like uh short vaudevillian kind of just like comic relief people and so me and his other friends i think we both fit the short and comical roles that he had in mind so he was just like listen you i've already cast you guys you guys are doing this okay yeah um, well, I'm glad you enjoyed your experience and, if, and like you weren't spurned from theater forever. Oh, it was a lot yeah. of fun. I, I killed it. I wish I wish I could have done wish I could have yeah. done more. Um, but they they did improv in this episode. And uh, would you be able to perform the rest of the podcast if I had if I asked you to, in that role? Uh, maybe yeah. I, I think I'd have to take, take a second to get back yeah. into it. But I, yeah. I think I think once I won't I ask there, you. I just want to. Yeah. But uh, so Ms. Jen. At one moment, she throws a basketball at, at Carlos. <laughs> yes. Like she assaulted a student. Which did, you know, I think that was my first uh, laugh out loud moment of the episode. I always appreciate someone getting bopped in the face. With yeah, that. poor Carlos. <laughs> Not even like he was, he didn't deserve it. Like I get it if it was Ricky, but yeah. but then Ricky throws it back yeah, at Yeah, Ricky gets it back at his gen. Which That's how targeted. Yeah, That's how targeted. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, did you write down some of the improv games? We had pool noodles exercises. We had uh, mirror stuff, and then we the basketball. Throwing. Yeah, I, I did not. I was just I, I did not write anything down. Yeah, but I, I guess the biggest Miss Jen moment. So she goes on a date with Ricky's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I believe this was on a Saturday as well. Like, are these kids always? in school on the weekends and like there, so. there's like never after school rehearsals it's always like weekend rehearsals and theater is life you do this on the weekends yes uh just ask rachel berry that's uh, right yeah uh so while nini is writing at the pizza shop courtney and seb are there uh not seb courtney and not larry big red they're not there um and miss you know i do that i am always confusing character names with actor names and i am constantly getting that mixed up it's especially with like a name like Big Red, you don't think of that as a name. Like, just give him like, uh, he's Larry. Um, I actually love that his name appears to just be Big Red, <laughs> and his yeah. mom is Mrs. Red, and his dad's like Big Red Senior or whatever. <laughs> the Radonoviches, as yes. uh, we find out, that's his last name. But they're at the pizza shop, and Seb says that he texted in the group chat, and Miss Jen's like, "I'm not in that group chat," and he's like, "No, the one with me and uh, EJ." And <laughs> And Larry, what a random group text, but uh, poor Miss Jen, like she can't even get in the, in the real group text. I know. But also, like so many boundaries are crossed, I feel like, with Miss Jen. With Miss Jen always, but that, I mean, in, I feel like in a show with, with high schoolers and they have the, the one teacher, I feel like that is always happening. She's, she's not as terrible as Mr. Shu. I was going to say, she's not as bad as Mr. Shu. No. It's hard to be worse. Yeah, um, that would be quite the feat. She's not twerking with them, but... <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's kind of the setup where, why, uh, Big Red and Courtney aren't there, but so everyone's there otherwise. And Ricky is upset that Miss Jen is going to go on a date with his dad. This episode's all over the place. And I apologize to the listeners, but we're having fun. Um, uh, so they end up going on a date in her office, get Chinese food and take out. And they do this five questions that, uh, like get to know you questions from not the New York times, but the, the Salt Lake uh, local newspaper um, and they only answer two questions each like every single yeah. time it's done they only ask two questions and like you could have th- had some the writers could only come up with two questions like they already limited it to five like, yeah and then they just decided that ah, we'll just do two of them 
just do like even if you can't think of like interesting questions do like stupid questions like if you could be a cucumber what color cucumber would you be or something <laughs> that that could be a question that you have on there um so that she gets asked and uh ricky's dad how do you feel about ricky's dad as a character i mean i like i like him i liked him in the first season too i he seems like a nice guy a decent dad he seems very normal you know more yeah. of a normal character than we're used to like in a in a sitcom really um and i i know you guys were are pretty against the him and miss jen thing more and more in the miss jen and mr ben side of things you want them to get together but i didn't have i didn't have a problem with it um they seem to be having a good time and by the end of it i was you know kiss 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 and then they did i was here for it in this episode yeah i like their dynamic i don't dislike them together i just like miss jen and mr more yeah i I, I get, I get that. He's, he's fun. I did not like him at first. I thought he was just very needlessly mean to the students, yeah. but you know, the more we, the more we get to hang out with him, the the yeah. funnier his character is. And he does have a very fun dynamic with Miss Jen. Yeah. I, and I still think my favorite Mr. Mazzara moment was when he like read Ricky to filth in the yeah. second episode of the season say you flake on everyone. <laughs> yes. um, he's not afraid to read a student. Yeah. Um, but. And they, uh, they're going to get together. They, him and Miss yeah, Jen. It's, 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 like, it's inevitable. This whole episode kind of closed the loop on that. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, sad for Ricky's dad that he has to go back to being sad, but, you know, yeah, Ricky didn't like it. Miss Jen's got other options. It just wasn't meant to be. What a dick move on Father's Day, especially, for Ricky to be like, yo, dad, I don't need to date (laughs) Miss Jen. Miss Jen, break up with him. Um, Yeah, it it Uh, sucks. Kind of selfish, but, you know. He is just a teenager and I get where he's coming from. Yeah, no, like this was, I felt for Ricky in this episode, even if yeah. like, he was still bothering me in some aspects of this. Like, uh, so that's like kind of the climax of Miss Jen and Ricky's storyline is that Ricky's not taking the improv exercise seriously. EJ is called up to go in as Gaston and Ricky's like, uh, the question is, what would you ask your future self? And Ricky's like, that's a trick. That's a joke answer because Gaston's dead. Um, yeah, and the the room is not on his side. He does not even get any laughs. Very. I thought that was kind of yeah. funny. I was like, I, you know, I would have given him a laugh. I don't know. Yeah. The, the room was like on Miss Jen's side. Yeah. They do not want him fooling around. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's EJ's turn. Like, too much Ricky. I still am like, with all this said, Ricky still should not be the beast. Like, that's that's my biggest complaint. Yeah, this season. Whatever. But... He's he's been grandfathered into the lead role. He did yeah. just such a great job in season one that he gets his his pick of the pick of the role. Yeah, but EJ is Gaston, and at this moment, he reveals his feelings for Gina, sort of. Like, he talks about, like, can he ever love someone else after he loves Belle? And then it's Ricky's turn, and Ricky just goofs off during the exercise, and then Ms. Jen uh, scolds him, I guess, and he's like... Okay, he gives mom. Her, he gives her attitude, yeah, and then she's like, watch your tone, and she's like, yeah. okay, mom, and then he leaves, and that kind of hits Ms. Jen, and that's like okay yeah no ricky he's he's going through a lot and it's uh definitely stressful i i don't remember at what point he said uh someone encourages him to talk to his mom again was that yeah. at the end or was that at the beginning of the episode uh that's that's later i think that's in the next scene where he's talking to miss jen in in her office yeah. after they're talking about what just happened yeah so he ends up going to apologize and uh miss jen is like listen i broke up with your dad um, because the theater is a safe space, and I, I violated that safe space by dating your dad. I don't care that it's Father's Day. We yeah. are, we are going to ruin his weekend. Exactly, but uh, yeah. So that's kind of the end of the Ricky Miss Jen saga and Miss Jen storyline with uh, the dad. Do we think we'll see anything else, or do you think they like closed it completely? I think it's done. I think I think they're going to give her some time to explore. Uh, you know, Mister Mister Mazzaro. Um, yeah. And he was absent this episode. We missed yeah, he was was not there at all. Um, and yeah, I think she realizes that probably dating one of her students' dads probably it was bound to get messy. You know, she can wait till Ricky graduates, and yeah, then I was you know, say, if, it's only a year and a half. If Mr. Ricky is still single, then you know, go for it then. Yeah, um, I'm sure we'll see more of them interacting, even if it's like not close. Like even if it, the storyline is closed completely. Sure. Maybe when Miss Jen and Mr. Mazar are dating, they'll like interact at the show or something like ricky's dad is not gonna he's gonna show up to the show yeah of course so yeah so and then we can go back to the other ricky storyline with nini so nini has to write the song and she originally was writing it as a duet with uh the beast in mind but throughout the episode she gets distracted because she wants to help courtney and howie get together 
at the pizza shop. Um, I did love when Big Red came over for his only moment in the episode being like, Nini, you have to leave legally if you're not going to order anything. Um, <laughs> if you're going to sit in the best seat, you have to get out of here. Yeah. Um, would you, I would, I want to go to Big Red's family pizza shop. Absolutely, I would. It seems like the big hangout spot. Yeah. Like, the, the cool kids all work there. The cool kids are all going there. They're writing music there. Like I said, Nini's just there all day. Even though Big Red implies that a pizza place is not the best place to write a song. I disagree. I think it's probably one of the better places to, he to write some music. He clearly not listen to the Jonas Brothers song, The Pizza Girl. <laughs> exactly. He, he's uncultured. He needs to learn. Have you? Are you aware of that song? Like I fell in love with a pizza girl? I don't believe that i am but I'll, I'll i'll play it at the end of this episode then. all right perfect uh, uh, that's uh let me write that down but uh <laughs> courtney and howie they're definitely flirting and nini's like okay we got to push this along push this along meanwhile uh lily and the french guy anton he they're there um and poor anton he orders his food he doesn't uh. eat lily's like let's leave and she's like i ordered my food i didn't even get to eat um but this poor guy. This sad sack's going to be my favorite by the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. He, yeah. I, I, I'm I surprised it took a six episode because I feel like I had seen, like, he was, like, the third big new character. It was, like, Howie. Mm. It was Lillian. Ah. So that's what I had seen. But, um, nope, apparently he just pops in now. But I think he's going to, like, be more of a present later. Mm-hmm. Present how, do you, how do you feel about the uh, Howie-Courtney dynamic? I like them together. Um, I really like how he is a character and I think he's like a good actor. I honestly don't know his name, which I apologize mm-hmm. for. But um, the one thing I will say is I'm tired of shows always putting the two people of color in a relationship, like maybe like diversify that a little bit. But um, in terms of them together, I like them. Courtney clearly likes them. So I'm happy for them and I'm happy to see this explore. But maybe like the next time they have like more people of color in the show, maybe mm-hmm. like put them with like not people who look like them yeah that's true and i like them both i just feel like i I don't know does every single character need a love interest maybe i maybe because it's a it's a high school show and it's a disney show everyone needs to you know have a love interest and that has to be a storyline with them but take it from me it is possible to go four years in high school without any love interest it is yeah same (laughs) like Um, i mean in these shows though that everyone needs to have someone I think, I mean, like everyone in the cast now is like paired off with someone. Exactly. I think, I think officially now everyone has someone, uh, as Courtney has, Howie, uh, well, if Ricky and Nini break up, but EJ and Gina have something going on right now. Right. A little bit. Carlos, Mm -hmm. Ashton and Big Red, Mr. Mazar and Jen. Right. It's like everyone. It's like no one, no one can be single in this show. Poor Natalie, who hasn't even been on camera since the first (laughs) episode. She's the only one who doesn't have anyone at this point. Tough, tough break. Yeah. I still want more from Natalie. Uh, like, give us more. I think she's like a fun presence. But yeah, I completely forgot about her. She's the one who pops the balloon at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. just completely forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um. But we get so Lily and Anton leave, and Courtney. Uh, did you understand what Nini was doing when she spilled the soda? Like, why she needed to do that? Why she couldn't just like have? Like, no, no. Just I don't. I think a moment for them. Yeah, I guess. I but, don't know. I don't it know. made sense in her mind. Yeah. Uh. Nini, Nini was a little all over the place with that move, but Courtney eventually just says, listen, Howie, I like you. I would like to go on a date with you, basically. And Howie accepts. And um, so Courtney is officially cuffed. Yes. And they, they talk in terms of Harry Potter, which is, yes. I thought this was Gen Z and not millennials. I thought that was a millennial thing where they're just talking about Harry Potter nonstop. But um, they made a Gen Z with the you're a you're a Hufflepuff with a Ravenclaw rising. Mm, yeah. Even though Courtney with the Hufflepuff shade, I was not was not I'm happy a Hufflepuff. That, I was very as am I. And yes. Hufflepuff and Slytherin are canonically the two fun houses, and they yeah. think they're hot shit with Gryffindor and Ravenclaw, but they're actually in the two boring houses. So congrats, guys. Yeah. So. And now I'm revealing myself to be millennial by talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. Uh, Nicole Horn might bully you on Twitter. Oh God, so. I hope not. That's my yeah. biggest fear. Biggest fear. Uh, Caitlin's not here, so she can't get mad if I mention Nicole. Um, <laughs> but so, and then just finishing up, Nini and Ricky. Wow, she's in the pizza shop. Ricky is not double texting, not triple texting. Mm. Death sim- ten times texting <laughs> in a row. And Nini really just needs to turn her phone off or something. Like she, yeah. she's complaining about the distractions, but like turn your phone off or something, or even like 
when when I'm like doing schoolwork during the day, when I see my phone goes off, it does distract me. So I really need to get stuff done. I just flip it over, you know, yeah. a simple flip and uh, put it in another room. Even if you, you know, you have it on silent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. And then you'll, you'll get so much more done. But yeah. And then so she's uh, giving into the distractions. And then Ricky's just starts to be kind of a dick with her. This is just I mean, didn't that during that one phone call where he's like, I don't understand you. You write songs like what, what's the problem? Come on. Yeah. Roses are I don't even know what he says. He's he like, says like roses are red, violets are blue. Hurry up, write the song so I can hang out with you or something like that. Yeah, come on. Like Ricky, um, shut up. Come on. Let, let, let her do her thing. Leave I mean, maybe maybe he said that they wrote that in dialogue wise and then Olivia was like, I'm gonna write an album all about you. <laughs> like in this pizza shop right now. <laughs> that was the genesis of the album. She really took uh, that line to heart. Yeah. Um so she ends up writing, so the whole episode, she was trying to write it from the Beast's perspective and make it a duet, but by the end, she writes it from the Rose's perspective, and she, like, writes about her feelings deeply in that song, and mm -hmm. uh, the Rose song is what she performs in the auditorium, uh, slightly inspired by Courtney and Howie, but she performs it in the auditorium privately, she thinks, uh, on voicemail for Courtney, and then Carlos has been recording in the audience and is like, here it is for the Instagram, so That's right. Finally, finally. Oh yes. Finally, some uh, some Orod singing content was waiting patiently all episode four. Which, by the way, um, we got two two songs in this one because uh, yes. we also had the Ashlyn uh, singing the from, other song. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, the right. theatrical version. Right. Did not care. Took his quick <laughs> nap during that song. Um, but yeah, we didn't even get we didn't get the first song till 24 minutes yeah. into the episode, and then we didn't get this one till the end. So, at which I'm kind of surprised because it seemed like uh, the first three episodes there were a lot of songs. It seemed like they were kind of shifting this to like kind of like a Glee type of thing yeah. where they kind of just sing like every other uh thing and i i thought it was becoming a little bit too much so I, i'm kind of glad they scaled it back but um and now in this one and like a couple episodes there was there we only had like the one song in the episode too and now with this yeah. one they waited a very long time to get to a song so i i don't know maybe there's some kind of middle balance they could get to where it's not too much but not or also not waiting till the very end of the episode to get the song but i like the two songs in episode sort of two songs is good because i feel like that's what in the first season they usually did one song from high school musical and then one original song and yeah. i think they pretty much did that for most of the episodes. And I do think that kind of is the sweet spot there. Yeah. So I, I do remember like in the third episode, they like had a snippet of Beauty and the Beast at one point, but then it was like near the end, Courtney sang, then they sang the duet together. And then episode mm -hmm. four was like late in the episode where Olivia Rodrigo finally sang. Uh, right. On the bus. Right, right, right. Last week, both songs were like late in the episode too. And then this week it was like, I think Ashton was maybe like middle of the episode. Right. Wow. It's like they're, they're after leaning very much into the musical aspect in the first few episodes. Now they're like forgetting their musical yeah. until the last five minutes of the episode. They're like, yeah. oh, shoot, we got to throw a song in. I think, I think the perfect for me would be like a song at the 10 minute mark and then at the 25 minute mark. Or yeah, like, that sounds, that sounds good. Yeah. What'd you uh, think of the, uh, what'd you think of this song? I, I like the Rose song, not my favorite song of the, of uh, the season so far. Uh, I, I am going to listen to it again a few times. Uh, so it might grow on me, but mm -hmm. first listen, I thought it was good. It felt very similar to a lot of the Olivia Rodrigo songs on the, on the sour album. Like, especially when she started, I'm like, right. okay, this sounds like a few of these, which is probably why I liked it so much. Cause yeah. she, she started, saying, first of all, love her voice so much. Obviously we, we love her. She's a star. As soon as she started saying, I was like, Oh my God, yes, this is why, this is why I love this show. And then I was like, I could hear this on sour. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I immediately put it on my Spotify playlist. So that's how, that's how you know it's a good one. Not my favorite of this uh, the season either, but probably my second favorite uh, song of the season so far. What's your first? I love the duet with her. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that one's really, and they released that one like a week before the second season dropped. Yeah. So I had listened to it on Spotify and it got me really excited for the season. I was like, ooh, oh my God, if, if these songs are all going to be this caliber, like it's going to be great, which, and they are not. That's still clearly yeah. the best one, which I guess good move on them by, picking that song to be released as the little promo before the season started but um yeah i was obsessed with that song when it first released i listened to it like every day that's the probably my favorite of the originals ones i also like the dancer's heart but i'd like the latin flair and mm -hmm. uh in that one um i think my favorite song from the season though is probably the one that i've listened to the most is the climb but that's not an original oh yeah yeah, yeah. i really like that one too Did yeah i guess i wasn't I, I guess i didn't count that one no yeah no an original song no i really I, yeah. I, yeah, I also put that on a on a playlist as well that's really good ha so we can like jump to a little bit of high school musical news did you see the duet version with frankie rodriguez and joe serafini that they did there was like this virtual like quinceanera thing that they did last i did not of the climb 
Yeah, it's oh, really I good. I think that. I like that one better. I just saw it today, this afternoon. I can send it to you afterwards. Yes, please um, do. That was my, I really like that version um, a lot. It's like a lot similar, but then because Frankie's singing it and then mm-hmm. they, I think. Well, it not, I, it's not on Spotify, right? Because I'm no, it was assuming on I would have gotten it. It was like this low res YouTube video that I found, but. All right, YouTube's got to send me some notifications about that. They're, they're on top of the Olivia Rodrigo notifications. Yeah. I keep, you, my YouTube app keeps giving me Olivia Rodrigo notifications every time she's putting up a video. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I saw that because I had just watched a, I, I, when Sour first dropped, I was listening to a lot of like, I listened to Sour many times and then I listened to some mm-hmm. of the like mashups, like Burn time, like mashed, Burn from Hamilton ma- mashed up with, um, is it Traitor? I think that's the one that, and then, so this one, I got notified for the Olivia Rodrigo, good for you mashup with a holding out for a hero. Ooh, one, I, I'm interested in that as well. That was a bop. And then that, that's when I saw the climb. I'm uh, down for any good for you mashup. <laughs> yes. Uh, the misery business one. Is, of course. Is well, li- literally the first time I heard it, I loved it. And I was like, oh, this is misery business. Like yeah. I would listen to that song and then get misery business stuck in my head. Cause I was like, this is like, and not you know not hating misery business is a great song and so is good for you and i i'm determined to make good for you my number one listen to song on spotify honestly i think for the last few years the glee cast has been my number one artist and Mm. i don't know who it's gonna be is if it's gonna be jordan sparks or olivia rodrigo someone is gonna usurp it this year there is no chance that anyone takes down taylor swift taylor swift is having a moment this year and I have been listening to her work nonstop like every day. So it's been her and Olivia Rodrigo for me. Yeah, so. so in like the, that's Olivia Rodrigo's idol. So it makes sense. Exactly. That I, so much. I'm following the lineage. Yes. You could be the next one with a great album. Hopefully. I think, I mean, I think that makes sense. Yeah. The the trio, Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, Matt Gagan. That, I mean, Maybe more kind of trio, to... I'll wait. <laughs> what an honor. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but where were we at the episode? Oh, the Rose song and Carlos uploads it. So that's like probably the cliffhanger of the episode because yes. Nini was like, don't release this. And I think there has to be follow. Like sometimes they'll do these cliffhangers and we don't get a resolution for three weeks. Like right, yeah, the yeah. Lily moment, they didn't find out that Lily was a traitor until like a mm-hmm. few episodes later. But if uh, I got a voicemail with Olivia Rodrigo singing me a song, I'd never delete it. That's just, that is a She that should is a go gift. on Cameo and just do that. <laughs> yes. Although I'm a little surprised like the voicemail didn't time out. I feel like if I was leaving a three minute voicemail or however long that song was it would siri would ask like are you are you satisfied <laughs> with your message like, and you know what that it. that would be comedy would have ruined the song but <laughs> would have gotten a laugh out of me say like <laughs> here for the best um and then the last sort of storyline of the episode that we still have to get to is like the gina ej ashton sort of stuff um so gina at the end of last episode called her mom said she's ready to go home and her mom's like listen like don't make a hasty decision like you can come home soon and i was like okay but where was this feedback when she wanted to say where was that don't make a hissy decision but good um, good advice this time around uh, i did like the moment where she was like i'm just looking for a sign and the camera zooms into the exit sign above her she's like not a literal sign yeah um and so basically she and ashlyn have a moment in the improv session where ashlyn is like trying to give her they have a scene they're at the louvre because ej says the louvre (laughs) Uh, also like i know you guys like ej this season i think i feel like i liked ej even in season one so i, I been appreciating this season. i think caitlin really didn't like him i i found some of his stuff like humorous or like yeah creepy, but i feel like he they like reworked his character a little yeah because he, he was like the villain but he was never yeah. even that villain villainous he was just kind of stupid it's yeah. he's just like stupid and like his he was too obsessed with his phone yeah which, made, honestly, made the wrong same, moves but, but i mean he was still like he was still kind of funny he's like a villain that you could you could appreciate and now he's just now he's just a goofy character i think he's like if finn hudson was like the unlikable guy yeah 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 i could i could see that vibe yeah Um, so i've i've really liked ej um even since last season but uh yeah what were we saying uh he he says the louvre uh for the improv scene and ashlyn is trying to like work it into and she's like really in character but miss jensen and clock ashlyn being like you're not bell like unless she's doing (laughs) like this character for for the show but Gina's not giving much back to her. She's like, no, I don't understand why we're at the Louvre and selling museums. You can't buy stuff here. And then Ashton snaps at her and Gina's like, she pieces out of the room. She needs a moment. And Ashton's like apologizing to, apologizing to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a- Ashlyn was a dick. And I get I get that she's, you know, you know, wound up because of this, this, uh, this video that was released and she's, you know, 
got a lot on her plate and she's really uh but you know Gina was apologizing to her and she really just snapped at her and as as we know we we are always rooting for Gina so the fact that it was towards Gina as well when she was trying to apologize in her vulnerable moment just really I was like Ashlyn how dare you yeah and Gina kind of owns it being like oh sorry it's a bad scene part and Ashlyn Ashlyn just is very like, actually it's not that hard i yeah. say something and then you say something and add something else yeah and really simplifying improv there improv is not easy Ashton. i don't know <laughs> i don't know who you are like you think slap in the face all the improv comedians out there. yeah she she really just like the 17 year old girl just kind of like <laughs> added them bullied all these That's right. animals i don't know what naomi calhoun thought of that moment <laughs> Uh, so then they have a talk and Caitlin said that EJ or Matt Cornett put on TikTok that there was someone who watched that scene with Ricky and Nini from last season and uh, or it wasn't exactly that but we get this flashback this yes. wasn't in the episode right no okay because I was like I don't remember this part but I remember them having like a moment no, yeah. in the finale mm-hmm. um, and I you rewatched the season more recently than I did um, what was the storyline like were they a fling late in the season like I know they like were hanging out a lot more yeah pretty much they don't they I mean she breaks up with EJ relatively quick like halfway through the season and then they kind of go back and forth but you you know how it happens like something happens here a misunderstanding there and I I don't believe that they like officially like are together until that last episode yeah um and then uh, but with Gina, do you know what Ricky and Gina were up to like late in the season? Were they they weren't together, but they were hanging out too? No, yeah, they're just they they're just hanging out. They had that thing where they had that moment where he like drives her home from that yeah. dance or whatever, and that's pretty much it. I don't think that they yeah they didn't advance much. No, 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 they didn't advance much past that at all, really. Yeah. So Ricky and Nini kiss, and then Nini leaves, and then Gina walks behind and says, "I'm moving." If I was going to stay, I would have liked to try something with you. And um, we as an audience just find this out too. Do you like that storytelling that we go through half the season with like this? Or do you wish we had seen that like at the beginning of the season and then we understand more of Gina besides the fact that she's just like homesick and like Ricky's obviously an F boy, but. Yeah, I don't know what is technically the better decision for that. But for me, I'm always a fan of a good flashback. I always love some nonlinear storytelling, you know, the, 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 the genius way of, uh, of <laughs> telling a story where extreme yeah. ways plays and you see Gina making that confession. Um, so yeah, I, I always appreciate it. It al- always gets me. I don't, I don't know if that's technically the best way to tell that story, but it's something that I'm always a fan of. I, I like the experiment, like for yeah. sure. I think that's interesting compared to, because this is a very linear show most times. So I did mm-hmm. like the experiment. Um, and uh, I just feel like there was like some context that like I wish I had known. So maybe when I rewatch it, right. like, knowing that it will like enhance the rewatch experience. Right. The end, they're giving you reasons to rewatch now. Disney yeah. knows what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she reveals that to Ashlyn saying that like, you know, when the plane's going to crash, how people confess things. Um, that was the analogy. And then Ashlyn kind of gets mad because Gina was also like, I wanted to leave and go with to Louisiana. And then Ashton sings her the song home from the theater version of uh, Beauty and the Beast, not in the movie. Um, are you a Hercules fan? Like the Disney movie? Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but okay. we'll the, say yeah. The woman who plays Meg in that one was Belle on Broadway. So that's what okay. Googled. It was um, so that she sings home. This felt right out of a Glee episode. Like yeah, yeah, very much sure. like singing your feelings in the quiet room to like make someone change their mind. Um, yeah like I said we, we waited props. yeah we waited 24 minutes to get this song and it wasn't anything that held my attention too much yeah. but that that might be a me problem, probably my but... least favorite Beauty and the Beast song they've done so far and mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like but it works for Gina Gina's like okay yeah. I'll stay for a few more weeks or whatever um I did they did release the episode titles of the next few weeks if you want to know yeah go for it okay so next week is the field trip the one after is most likely to and then spring break is episode nine so I think that's when we see Gina go home. Maybe okay. A bit. That's yeah, they, they love a good uh, Gina is leaving storyline. Yeah, we're gonna um, go to that well a couple times. And then episode ten is the transformation. Showtime is episode eleven, and Second Chances is episode twelve. Ooh. So that's the rest of the season, um, and that's 
so I think spring break we could see Gina go home and like revisit yeah. the storyline for a bit. Who knows? Um, and this uh, this flashback scene really just reinforced to me that uh, at this point in the show, G- Gina is the heart of the show. This is yeah. the person I'm rooting for. This is the person who I just am invested in and want to be happy. And uh, that that's that's where I'm at. And I think that's uh, that's where everyone's supposed to be at right now. I don't know if it was done intentionally, but I think it works out. Like I don't know what you think is going to happen with Olivia Rodrigo. She's going to stay on the show. Mm. Do you think she's going to leave? Oh, well, yeah. I tweeted a few weeks ago that my biggest fear in life is that Olivia Rodrigo gets too big for the show. And I think, I think it seemed this season with her in the beginning, her she already had one foot out of the show where yeah. she was not even appearing with the rest of the cast, probably because she was you know busy doing other things. But uh, yeah, so I, I think she already. I, I think she probably wants to stay I don't, I don't know yeah anyone's like contract or anything or if disney disney has these people contracted to do a certain amount of things or you know what's going to happen but um i feel like she probably wants to stay but i i think just you know she's she's a star she's a bona fide yeah. star and like she's just not gonna have as much time to be doing this and i think you know she's probably gonna leave sooner than later yeah so I or think at least at least maybe be like recurring or something for sure and yeah. i think this like like I said, I don't think this was intentional. I don't think they like knew that she was going right. to leave, leave. But I think setting up Gina to be like the heart of the show really right. works in their favor long term. Um, so that's interesting to see. But that's basically what we got for the episode. Did I miss any storylines, dude? Hmm. Not really. I don't think so. Carlos stuff this episode. Yeah, not really. Do you think they're gonna? They're gonna? There's not gonna be any more of that like insecurity with like financial insecurity stuff that we yeah think. i don't know because i agree because after the first episode or two it did seem like you know there was kind of some problems there and that maybe it was going to lead to a breakup or anything but they haven't revisited it at all they had a nice episode with the uh with the party they threw for carlos last yeah. week so i think they're probably in it for the long haul i, I me personally i think that uh that uh seb, seb is uh a much better catch than carlos is yeah. but uh i you know they, they're oh. they're fun together at one point, I did think that uh, the I didn't know what the what ended up becoming the French student. I knew that he was a third character that they were introducing. Mm. I was like, maybe that he'll be like some sort of like obstacle between Seb and Carlos. Right. At this point, I don't think that's the case. But, yeah, I don't think so either. But um, yeah, so they'll probably stay together. Yeah, uh, I I I just feel like they they're gonna use them in ways to get try to get another Glad Award. That's I think they're, they're yeah. not done for the season with their storyline, but they're gonna. They're gonna pop up in other storylines. That's true. And, they want, they want that hardware, that yeah. glad, and that, that, those glad awards. I, I still want to see more from Seven Courtney. That's I think my favorite underrated friendship that we kind of discovered this season. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I like, I like Courtney a lot too. But it, it does kind of feel like they don't know exactly what to do with her, especially yeah. since you guys were saying like this season where um, Nini kind of was absent for a lot of it, and her main role was being her best friend. That's probably why they introduced the love interest to give her something else to do. Yeah. Um, put her in the pizza place. I want to um, hear more singing from her because Born to be Brave was one of my favorite songs of last season. Yes, too. that's a great one. Yeah. Um, I mean, good that, for her. Finally, uh, finally separating the Parmesan cheese from the banana peppers. She's re- yeah. making a real impact there. Good for her. Uh, indeed. Uh, and so, yeah, maybe who knows what we're going to get next week. I didn't watch the trailer for next week. That's usually Caitlin's job. I did. I did okay. watch the trailer. And so it looks you, uh, like... you knew that you were replacing Caitlin. That's right. Yeah, yeah. of course. I, I knew this was going to happen. Um, it looks like there's going to be some kind of dance off between the two schools led by Derek Hoff. So I think we're finally going to get to see trip, him right? dance. Yeah. So I think we're finally going to get to see him dance. I think, And I am looking forward to it. I love a good dance off. It should be fun. Are you a big DWTS person? Um, no. What's WTS? Dancing with the Stars. Oh, DWTS. No, I'm actually not. I watched because my mom watches it. So if there's someone I like on the season, I'll watch yeah. here and there like while my mom's watching it. But for the most part, uh, no. I watched my first season over last season. I know Caitlin's a big fan of that okay. show. So um, last season I only watched because Justina Machado was on. Um, so okay. I was like, let me support her. And she made it all the way to the finale and then got beat by Nelly and few other people i don't even remember who nelly got third place and i was like why <laughs> but okay um so yes so i am looking i'm looking forward to a dance-off but yes. besides i feel like i don't know we're halfway through now and it still doesn't seem like we're going much of anywhere yeah. like i don't know i feel like last season it was kind of like out like there was like a plan like it like it just like it was kind of going in an order that made sense to me and now i just feel like it's kind of like 
I don't know. I don't know where it's meandering its way to like. Yeah, it feels like kind of like I know where they're going to end up. Like at least, yeah, logically, like it's going to be like the competition between the two schools. That's like the final part of the show. Yeah, right now it feels very. But yeah, it just feels very like stagnant right now. Like I don't know. They're not going much of anywhere right now. Yeah, I I, I'm also like I still feel like we need some sort of resolution with EJ. That's like the only besides Mm -hmm. Gina and EJ like -hmm. that thing. I think Gina storyline we have an arc for that still existed. I think Ricky and Nini are going to break up at some point soon. Mm-hmm. I think EJ going to college is going to be like sort of something that we're going to focus on. And then maybe a little more with Ashlyn. But I feel like Big Red doesn't have anything going on right now. Courtney just yeah. closed her storyline this week. Um, Carlos and Seb are in a good spot. I feel like there's like not a whole lot of stories opening up. So hopefully they open some up next yeah. week. Yeah, right, let's go. We Six episodes to make it happen. Let's, let's yes. do it, Disney. Exactly. Um, in terms of other stuff, do you have anything to plug or any other High School Musical thoughts or anything else to plug? Any High School Musical not, news you saw this week? Yeah, no, but not, not. I don't have anything to plug personally, but I know that last week Michael J. Clark also mentioned the other Disney Plus show, Big Shot, and I'm just okay. here to echo that just wrapped up uh, this yeah, week. Right? Uh, it was the finale on Friday, and I love it. I I've always loved John Stamos since uh, Uncle Jesse, and I'm ready for the Stamosans, as I, I've read an article about that he, he's, uh, you know, people are finally starting to appreciate him more, and he's great in this role. I am a sucker for, you know, a show, a, a show where there's a, where there's a coach leading a lovable team to victory. I'm a sucker for, you know, a high, a, a high school teen comedy yeah. drama. I'm a sucker for a girls basketball team. Like everything, it's just great. And John Stamos is great in it. And it was a very fun first season. And I hope it gets renewed for a second season. So I'm well, telling everyone to watch it so that it gets renewed. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, like I have nothing better to do during uh, work. Like I've been watching other stuff, so I can just download the whole season and watch it. Um, it's very fun. It's yeah. John Stamos coaching a high school girls basketball team. What's not and, to love? And Yvette Nicole Brown's also in it. So that's it right, Yvette Nicole Brown good. and. Uh, I can't, the, the actress that plays- uh, Allison Jenny? No. no, 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 the actress that plays uh, Mrs. Schuster in- uh, Oh, Jeslyn Jilsick? Yes, thank you, I could, yeah. not, I could not think that. Yeah, she plays the assistant coach and she is also great in it. Okay, you, Singly, how do you feel about this comparison? Miss Jen is the chaotic good version of Mrs. Schuster, Terry Schuster. Yeah, sure, okay. I like it. I think she's the- She's a little I, more subdued, but I feel like yeah. she has that same energy. Yeah, yeah, she has the same energy. I just think she's just infinitely more likable, in my opinion, than yeah. Mrs. Schuster. She's the likable version of, of Mrs. Shu. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, do you have anything else to plug? Where can people keep up with you? Oh, on of the course. Twitters? You can follow me on Twitter at MaddieFresh24. Great Twitter follow. Thank you. Yeah, you uh, one of my many references that uh, I can point to, to to let people know that I'm a good follow. Um, I don't use any other social media, so just Twitter, MaddieFresh24. I'm uh, I'm very upset. Caitlin couldn't be here today. Was looking we forward will to have ma- you back on. You'll- I hope so. I was looking forward to making a new friend today because yeah. um, I I've you heard that she loves I've heard that she loves Gilmore Girls, and I was I was ready to talk Gilmore Girls with her. I. Uh, to, to get to to get to know her, I did my homework before the podcast. I looked at her Twitter and saw that she she tweeted about Taylor Swift. So I was looking forward to that. And now, you know, it didn't happen. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully, there's a, there's still time to 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 make a new friendship happen. I mean, she's not far from you. Like you could always I, hang out in person. Who knows? Listen, I, I maybe I only stalk her Twitter. I don't know where she yeah. lives. So she lives in uh, New Jersey. Well, uh, how about that? Yeah, she. I mean, you heard her Six Flags New Jersey story last week, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, but yeah. that's what I'm plugging. I'm plugging our future potential friendship, me and Kaylin. Love that. Yes, you have a hundred percent success rate in meeting new friends. That's right. That's right. That's why you're on the uh, the. We need to. Do we need a fourth on the Mount Rushmore? Or is it just Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, and Maddie Fresh? We will. We'll hold auditions. Okay. The panel of me, me, Orod, and T Swift. Need more iconic trio again. Once again, I will wait. Um, but <laughs> in terms of my plugs, I'm going to be appearing on the Hold Up podcast with Grayson Hudson in a bit. That will probably be in your feeds at some point this week. This one might hit first. Uh, and then the Scooby-Doo podcast is happening. When? Who knows? But we're working on it. It's been a lot of scheduling issues this week. Uh, but we're getting back on it with another episode with Pirates Ahoy, Maddie Fresh. You're also welcome to talk about Scooby-Doo if you have any I love Scooby Doo. I'm. I don't know when the perfect opportunity comes. We already did the, the iconic live action one. I know that that's really like the original live action Scooby Doo is my. Uh, yeah. but that was when Scally was on, right? Yeah, Scally. Yes, that, that was very fun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it's been a while since I've watched some 
Scooby-Doo content. wasn't wasn't thrilled with the the Scoob movie that dropped. Uh, I haven't last even year. seen that one yet. Yeah, I, I watched it. Uh, didn't didn't enjoy it too much. But anyway, that's that's. My I feel Scooby-Doo like we tangent. support Matthew Lillard's decision to stop voicing Shaggy after that. Yeah. <laughs> who how, who do you think would be the best? Like, if they were gonna grab someone from the Scooby-Doo live action universe to appear in season three of High School Musical the musical series. Oh wow. Um. I don't know if the right answer is Linda Cardellini, but I just, I, I just always want her in more things. So. Yes. I mean, she might, who knows? She might be in Hawkeye. We'll see. That's the, right. Well, you, you're not a Marvel person. Never mind. I'm it's not. I did watch wife. WandaVision though. Okay. Yes. I remember that. Um, I would plug our, our Gen Z millennial debate, but Naomi lost it. So um, <laughs> not to drag her, but uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, Maddie, this was so much fun. Thank you for joining me. Uh, oh, thank you for having me. Of I was, course. As we'll soon as I back. saw that, yeah, as soon as I saw that you were podcasting about this, I immediately signed up to get my name on the list. To be are you guest. Are you watching the iCarly reboot? Yes, I watched the okay. first three episodes that dropped on Thursday. I've only seen the first one so far. Um, I want to do iCarly podcasting. I don't know if I want to do oh, something weekly. Perfect. But yeah. you're invited, and obviously Nicole TikTok Nicole is already like, oh hell yeah, the let's, ideal guest because let's she get that is brain the trust back together. That's yeah. The, that's we'll that's see if the, Naomi's talking about it too. We can like do a little reunion. That's, um, that's the reunion we need. Yeah, who needs the Friends reunion? It's, it's the, no. the Gen Z millennial Twitch channel lost that's, in the archives reunion. Call up HBO Max, see if we can get yes. a deal. Honestly, if we can't, we'll go to Disney Plus. That's right. That, we'll, con- <laughs> we'll connect you with O-Rod. You can be on her next album, so yeah. This sounds great. Yeah, well, anyways, listener, do, do we have a hashtag? Like the oh, old geez. days of RJP. <laughs> Was not prepared for this. Yeah. Um. Who knows? I don't know what, what a good hashtag is. Uh, hashtag, hashtag uh, Matt Rodrigo. I don't know. Great. Yeah, you, Matty can tell, Rodrigo. You, you can tell that neither of us are great at improvising because we had nothing yeah. there. We... Yeah, so get a real, maybe Ashton should come up with our hashtag. So. <laughs> yes, and she's it's so easy to her. Yeah, it's so easy to her. But honestly, create your own hashtag and but tag us so we know that it, you're referencing this. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, have a fantastic day, everyone. And we'll be back next week. TBD on who's on the podcast. But I will be here for sure. Maybe Maddie <laughs> will reappear. Okay. All right. I'm the new co-host after all. Yes. So bye, everyone. She's the one for me
There's always gonna be another mountain. I'm always gonna wanna make it move. Always gonna be an uphill battle. Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose. Ain't about how fast I get there. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. The struggles I'm facing, the chances I'm taking, sometimes might knock me down, but no, I'm not breaking, and I may not know it, but these are the moments that I'm gonna remember most, yeah, just gotta keep going, and I, I gotta be strong. There's always gonna be another mountain. I'm always gonna wanna make it move. Always gonna be an uphill battle. Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose. Ain't about how fast I get there. Ain't about what you're waiting on the other side. 